everyone. Welcome back to the CCO Follow podcast. Over this month, we are talking about Christians and politics. And we got to speak with Tad and, and Tony. And today we're actually speaking with Gabriel. Uh, and it's kind of an interesting conversation that I hope that we're going to have because Gabe was uh, involved in the military. He enlisted and he served for 20 years. And so long time. And kind of the way that that we think this works is I think politics drives a lot of enlistment and yeah obviously serving a nation the nation has to exist and so there's questions that we have just regarding kind of our faith and how that in you know interplays with you know military service and even just serving working for the government all mm-hmm. those kind of things are wrapped up into this episode hopefully so um, yeah, Travis, what what are we talking about when we mean that military and serving your country is is in play with politics? Well, I mean, I guess serving, like you're saying, where you're essentially paid by the government means you're part of the government. So we have a lot of people in our church who uh, work for the state, even work on the federal level mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but in some ways, service is honestly even more involved than... Um, uh, in politics and, and affected by it than someone who just works for the state or the federal level because they could get out at any time yeah. for the most part. You know, some of them might have, you know, really small bouts, but in the military, you're signing for what, four year contracts minimum? Or is it sometimes? It's, it varies. So, like, uh, your very first one, you commit to eight years. And, okay. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. after that, it kind of like you chunk it up after yeah. that. But during that time, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys have exact phrases for this, but essentially you're owned by the government. Like you are... Yeah, the you sign your some rights away, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like you can't do, do certain things when you're you know enlisted. You are essentially theirs on and off the clock. Mm. And um, and that's very different. And so some people, um, and this is some, some, some of the things we'll talk about, but some people feel unethical maybe joining the military at certain times of our nation's history or joining the military for a different nation because they're like, well, I don't agree with it. And it's so much more involved than even just working for it, mm. like you would in a state job or a federal job. Yeah. And so um, it is really involved. And, you know, that's an uh, important thing to, to think about before you um, enter into being part of the military or uh, people you know in the military because it does. It, it's it's all consuming. I mean, it's really part of um, your that season of your life more than a, a normal job. Yeah. So l- let's just jump right in. T- tell us. Why why did you join the military? What was your life like back then? <laughs> you know, just the whole gamut. Let's run it. Okay, so start off, it's uh, mid-90s. I, I, uh, I really didn't... I got kicked out of high school. I literally had... That's no, a story of a lot of people in the military. Right? <laughs> I, I got kicked out of high school. I had, I had, a, I had a GED, and I'm mm-hmm. just... And I had a kid, uh, my daughter. And I was working at 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And I legitimately was working minimum wage, mm-hmm. and I was getting guns pulled on me. I was getting mm. robbed, wow. and uh, kind of like had like little, but anyway, yeah, little spats and whatnot. But yeah. um, bottom line is, is like at that point in time, like we were still in baby formula to feed mm. my daughter. Yeah, and, you were not a Christian at this point as well. No, like just an important thing to note. Right, I yeah. was. I was. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I. I was not really a follower of Jesus at this point in time. Yeah. So, um, 
I just, we, we were still in baby formula. I couldn't make ends meet. Yeah. And it was like, it's like, well, I don't have a college degree. I don't have a high school diploma. How, yeah. I had a GED and I was like, well, how am I going to provide? Yeah. Mm. So, uh, like, I actually feel kind of guilty when most people thank me for my service because <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't really do it for all of the noble reasons. Right. Yeah. I, like, I, I did it to fit a need of my family at yeah. that moment. And it was like completely selfish. It mm-hmm. was, it was nothing. And it wasn't until about the halfway mark mm-hmm. when me and my wife were like trying to make the conscious decision. Do we finish out this 10 year service? Yeah. Mm. Cause at that point in time, I think I've deployed like six or seven times and it's like, oh, wow. it's like, there's no end in sight. Yeah. We don't know when it, like, we're we're building up, we're building up, and I'm going like well because you said the this was the '90s for you, right? And yeah. So this was really the a height. The you know yeah. you kind of got you were in when 9/11 happened, right? Wow. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So I was actually in Germany, Hollensfelds, Germany, doing a training mission, wow. and they actually stopped all training after the planes hit because we thought we might be going somewhere, right? Because yeah. our because of our location, we were like, oh yeah, we're we're it, we're yeah. We're, we're going to be the ones to go over there. And, mm. and we didn't end up going, but um, I, I did end up eventually going several times. So. Yeah. Uh, what, what branch is this? And what was the process like of just <clears throat> how did you decide? What, what was kind of that first? You chose the group of the least amount of marketing and said that's who I'll join? <laughs> no, actually, the, the funny thing is, is I actually wanted to be a Marine. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, at that point in time, it was during the Clinton administration and the administration was doing a significant downsize of the military forces mm. because they were doing a downsize of the forces. I only had like legitimately a GED because I didn't graduate high school. I yeah. got kicked out. So I went and got a GED and the Marine Corps was only taking one GED recipient a year. Oh, wow. oh right. Wow. Be- well, because I mean, the, yeah, they, yeah. When you have a big pool, but right. less less need, yeah. Yeah, so, and I went to the Marine Corps recruiter, and I weighed like 117 pounds, and they're like, nah, dude, like, we're going to take that guy who's 6'4", 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, like oh. I understand. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I would too. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, man, this kicking rocks went across the hall and went over to the Army recruiter. So it wasn't really like I aspired to join the Army, it was... Mm. I actually wanted to be a Marine. Um, the Marine Corps during that time just wasn't accepting G- yeah. a whole lot of GED applicants. Yeah. So you, you joined into the Army, and you you said, how many years were, were you in before you kind of made that decision? It wasn't until... So I joined... It wasn't until 2005, hmm. 2006. It was 2006 because of the way that my enlistment window hit. Sure. Um, that I, I had to make a decision either to finish out and do 20 or mm-hmm. get off and get out and get off the boat, so to speak. So so that's quite a few years in, yeah. in the service. And, you know, you're obviously going from a kid to you're kind of becoming an adult now. Yeah, right. What what was the that time period like for you and just your overall outlook on life and your worldview, if you can think back to that? It didn't start off very 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 well, honestly. You know, uh, I was self absorbed and uh, pretty much uh, just I I I stole from a lot of moralities from the Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, just 
kind of like took yeah. from it. I was yeah. more Take agnostic. What feels good. Yeah. yeah. It felt good. Mm-hmm. It was like, but you know, um, there was a lot that I didn't really fundamentally like believe in in the Christian world. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, the Bible, it's like whatever. You know? Yeah. I had, had no fundamentals. And then I was just, I, I was just kind of like following the flow. And, mm-hmm. and there's, there's so much of my military service, especially after the, after the war started that I was literally detached from society mm-hmm. because I was so busy. Cause I mean, I was, I was deployed for, you know, 90 to 120 days at a time. And then about 240 days later, I was back again. Hmm. So, and it was like that for most of my, most of my military service. Yeah. Um, they kind of went, yeah. We're um, like, we talked to Arthur's dad back in November and he mentioned his time in the military, different branch. I forgot what I think. Navy. Well, actually same, same. Yeah. Oh, same was branch. Army? Yeah. He was, oh, a, okay. he was a ranger. Yeah. But, um, he mentioned how, like, during Thanksgiving and stuff like that, he always tried to build community. And he was, like, a Christian in his, you know, unit and stuff like that. And he was always trying to witness to them and, um, you know, be with uh, be with them in that way before uh, be uh, available to them in that way. Um, did you have anyone like that in when you look back on your time? Because you weren't a Christian. You were following Jesus. Did you have anyone who you felt like was uh, was a light to you and maybe those around you? You know, I was actually, I kind of, I kind of, I'm like, don't really yes, and we made fun of him. Now. <laughs> I did. I was, i I was, I was the guy who would totally pick on the people that were bearing light at, yeah. in the service. Like yeah. I, but they were there and it mattered. It, they were there. And I do look back and I, and I see like them standing up, mm-hmm. you know, even though like regardless of what I would say and what I would do. Yeah. And sometimes I would be not so kind and mm-hmm. utilize my, my position or my rank and yeah. say things that would kind of like make it. Absolutely. Corner. It wasn't, it wasn't very kind. It wasn't, yeah. uh, it, well, it was very hateful. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I mean that, that shouldn't be surprising though. I mean, and to everyone, I mean, most people here in some way, shape or form works with non-Christians, hopefully mm-hmm. as friends or non-Christians, stuff like that. Like, I mean, it talks about how the darkness hates the light because mm-hmm. our deeds are evil and it, and it reveals it and, you know, but it matters like that, that made a difference. That was part of your story and part of, you know, that long journey God had you on and ultimately yeah. had us on as well as we, you know, come to know him. And so I think that's, that's cool that there yeah. was that God did put people in your life and those around you, um, and around, you know, other non-Christians in that, you know, in your group and stuff. And so it's just a good reminder for those who, um, you know, I, I love the saying that like, we shouldn't be surprised when non-Christians sin because like, that's what else they have. And so yeah. like, if you're get if you're, you know, if there's a Gabriel in your life, who's just being a jerk to you and you're trying to witness to him, so like, you know, know that, you know, one, they were, you know, they persecuted Jesus first, but two, you know, you never know where, where yeah, that person's going to go absolutely. and how Jesus is going to lead them. And you're part of their story. Yeah. Right. And so, okay. So I'm, as we kind of walk through this whole thing, not all the time, uh, war in general yeah. is it's, it's not good. We don't like it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes war happens because this is, you're just protecting your land or, or whatnot. But, Oftentimes we see in history that war is political and mm-hmm. it can it can become political and our political leaders make decisions and and 
it's it's very tough sometimes because not everybody agrees on those mm-hmm. decisions. And so I'm curious for you, as you're in, you know, you're not a Christian at this time. Right. You're serving in the military. You you've been in. You you're seeing stuff. You're going through stuff. How are your thoughts politically at this point in time? Well, I can. So there's there's a couple different things that stand out to me. So one of this is like um, just the how our system actually works mm-hmm. um, and it's supposed to work. So like, how many times have you actually contacted like one of your representatives? None. Okay. How many times have you contacted? Uh, once they did diddly squat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, I, and I feel Facts. you on that. Yeah, but uh, so like there's there's a point where even before I was a believer where I felt like, you know, like that stewardship of the country was yeah. the people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're patriotic. You, right. You care about the people. Totally. Right. So uh, it was it was kind of like that that was kind of like developing. And then there was also that huge vacuum being detached from society. Mm-hmm. why why the war was going on that kind of like so like i i kind of felt like we the whole the whole us was moving <laughs> this way yeah and i'm i'm like you know detached from society pretty yeah. much it's and, almost like being in prison to a certain extent right. you get out and you're just like this is what not the I same do? world i left right yeah and so like i was i was just like all right well i get out and then i'm like wow mm-hmm. like what so like you're like being in there, you guys are going this direction, but then you get out and wait a minute, the the rest of the United States is going in this direction. Right. Interesting. Right. And and you kinda and you kinda like saw like super wave tops that were like big like headline stuff, but you didn't really see like how that affected people's interactions mm. with each other and whatnot. But you know, I really I really felt like um like the country was going like one way and mm-hmm. I was like I was like, Okay, and I you know, I, I get out and I'm like they're they're not they're not like this is not what i was thinking i was yeah. so two like, totally different mindsets two totally different expectations and right and that and that was like and there priorities was, yeah, yeah priorities and like uh expectations and it's like uh, and people's view on stewardship it was was really yeah. was you know because I get out and, and you know, you, you're working with people and, and they're like, they're like, well, thank you for your service. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay. And then comes time to start talking about politics or religion. And yeah. they're like, like they want nothing to do with it. Yeah. And it's like, what am I even serving? If right. not technically politics, yeah. Yeah. you know, if, you know, not like it's our God, but it's like, if you're in the service, that's what you're serving is politics. Like you're serving the nation. And so right. when people then are like, well, thank you for your service, but I don't want to talk anything regarding essentially what guides your service and what's leading your service and what controls your service. That's, it is a little odd. Right. Kind of funny. Well, not also did they not want to talk about it, but they didn't want to take any sort of like any of the responsibility on themselves. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, you get all these people that would be like, well, I don't want to talk about politics. And then the next thing you know, they're wanting to talk about politics. Yeah. And well, they, <laughs> in some yeah. ways it's really no different than, I mean, a lot of people could never stomach um, seeing a cow be butchered. Right. But they're happy to grab the nicely packaged yeah, meat. Yeah, um, you know we so all, we like um, 
not desensitizing ourselves. We like removing ourselves from the process and just getting the end result and then pretending that the process either doesn't exist or that it can be behind this black curtain yeah. and that it'll just be safe to be over there where I don't see it. But honestly, that's where bad stuff happens. When you don't see the process, yeah. that's when things get thrown in. That's when problems happen because all you get is the end result and then the result keeps looking the same. But suddenly it's like, oh, you're putting stuff in the meat. Oh, you're doing this to the thing. Oh, you're doing that. And it's it's tainting the, the end results. But yeah. we've been chosenly blind to the process. And, and hindsight's twenty twenty, mm. And we see, you know, from... 2001 to when did we leave? It was 2020, <laughs> 2022? Right? 20, yeah. 2020, 2021. So we, we actually didn't go into Afghanistan until... Um, 2002 2003 well it was really 2002 because we we didn't jump in until october but we actually didn't occupy like ground space until like early february of 02 mm-hmm. and then from that point we we kind of like so like stayed yeah we, we <laughs> stayed for a really long time yeah really long time. Really long time so in that in that time we see and i, I know this is going to sound really political and you know i'll try to be as neutral as i can but you know we've seen where it, it where it went and I think the reason why I'm asking is because for a lot of, you know, my friends and family who have been in, um, it seems like a lot of their mindset in the beginning was I'm, I'm going into this thing because, you know, I want to protect the, yeah. our freedoms. I want to participate. I want to participate, you know, want to participate yeah. and serve. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's very, there's a lot of there's a lot of pride and a lot of like not, yeah. you, you know what I mean like there's a lot of uh, pride for your country pride for what good thing you're upholding yeah and, and and then I see those same people who you know have said now it's like over over time it just I started to realize this what what's actually being done here isn't helping at all it's you know we, they've had how many different generals trying to lead and do all these different things it's just not working and so there's this they kind of become cynical mm-hmm. and I'm curious for you what that was like being, you know, someone who isn't a Christian who didn't really come into it. Just thought I'm just serving. And then, Oh, something happened here. What's, you know, well, I have two sides to that. Coin, okay. Actually. So, so like being there in the moment, like you really thought that you were doing something that was good. Yeah. And I was in part of a different unit that was, you know, I had more strategical, like, influence over the battle space and politics really like we were in country sometimes that we weren't necessarily there but yeah and we weren't allowed to talk about it and probably still shouldn't still shouldn't <laughs> but you know i'm not naming anything but you know there's there's we'll just start naming countries no you wink when- <laughs> no i'm not gonna do it <laughs> all right still 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 fall under the nda for that one so anyway uh yeah that but i there was a lot that I saw and then there was a lot that we were doing, but looking back on it now and literally knowing the gospel and knowing the truth about Jesus, it's like, it's like you were trying to change people's hearts mm-hmm. without the person that can change their hearts. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's really legislating you, morality. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because you know, they, they kind of like use like a blotter, uh, and it's and it's a strategic like terminology. So mm-hmm. like all the different combat outstations were literally spaced out to yeah. try to influence that yeah. region. But you really can't influence the region if you don't change the hearts and minds. And how do you win the hearts and minds? Yeah. Like 
how do you really change somebody's hearts? You certainly don't do it by just having a clump of guys with guns spaced out. If anything, occupying a land that they should be in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, that changes their, their, not their minds. It just changes their behaviors until your back is turned and then they stab you in the back. Right. So, so what I'm getting from this is, is that it seems like the, the reason, you know, really to make thing like make the world a better place, you know, obviously stamping out terrorism, terrorism is not good, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems like these reasons are good, but the actual follow through maybe wasn't the best or, or wasn't really, at least in our understanding, going to work at all. And so I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is when you, and Travis, maybe you can answer this too, but is there a, a biblically centered, Christ centered reason to, to be involved and serve in, in mm-hmm. military and serve in government and just general as a whole? And then what does that look like? How far does that go? Where, well, that's mm-hmm. kind of the question that I have is like, should we be serving in, in this system? Should we just be, should we just be voting? And, and mm-hmm. you know, what's, where are we supposed to be here? Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> My- coming, coming, coming from, you weren't a Christian and then you got out and you, you realized your life changed. You accepted Christ. Yeah. Like, and- would you do it again if you were a Christian? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I would, but I don't, I probably would not do a full 20. Hmm. Um, I would do it because like, and, and I think it's not any different, um, talking to another pastor here, um, and just talking about some of the friends and close connections that he has from people that he served with because yeah. it's still serving yeah. and you still make those people connections. And yeah. I still love those, those people yeah. like dearly. Like they're, yeah. you know, we, we've dug holes in the middle of 112 degree weather Jeez. and stuff like that. You know, dumb yeah. stuff, but stuff that like over time, those, those you bonded with them. Those yeah. Sure. You yeah. bond over hardship and tragedy. It's right. absolutely true. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not, not go in, but I would not probably do 20 mm-hmm. if, if I had to hmm. just as a believer, I wouldn't do 20. And the irony is, is that the guy who I used to like, ride the most Mm -hmm. he didn't do 20 yeah he he literally did i think he did like nine and he got out i was like i was like what are you doing getting out Mm. this is the same guy i would like berate yeah like and just kind of like jest and jab at him constantly but yet at the same time i didn't want to see him go yeah and i'm like i'm like what what are you doing? He's like, he's like, it's just not really for me, man. Yeah. He's like, it's like, I'm, I'm going to get out. He's like, yeah. there's something more than, than just this little snapshot of my life. Mm-hmm. He's like, it was great, but I'm done. Yeah. I think ultimately biblically, it's one of those things that's never uh, said explicitly good or bad. Mm. You know, we see plenty of, I mean, David in the old Testament was essentially a military general made King. And, um, you know, we see plenty of examples that God essentially says that he, puts you know we have the family the community and government and that um that he puts government there for purpose and so um i think that being said i think that i think that is enough of a reason to say if it's within your conscience it's it's perfectly fine to work within government um now that's where it comes to rub though is like within your conscience you know there's uh plenty of stories of guys who um have been uh enlisted whether because of um you know choice or because of uh requirements and things like that who were like 
yeah, I can be part of this up until shooting a gun. And um, there's been stories of, you know, Christians who did not have that conscience, who refused to shoot guns. And at first they're completely mocked by their, their group. And, you know, obviously ups, their group's upset at them. Yeah. They're like, you're not going to, you're not going to get my back. Like I'm having to get yours mm-hmm. and carry your weight. It's like that. But then proving themselves to be like, no, I'm not, it's not about not sacrificing myself and going out and being the first to sacrifice themselves or the first to go out to get someone who's fallen, um, yet they're like, I don't have the conscience for this. So I think just like literally every other decision in life, you have to weigh where's my conscience lie on the vast, the vastness of decisions involved, not just simply do I enlist or not, but the million of micro decisions and pieces yeah. of what it means to participate in that. And if you don't have the conscience for it, then you shouldn't do it. You know, ultimately we stand before God and regardless of um, who's telling us to do something, if you cannot stand before God and say, I did this believing it was, it was okay. If you can't at least do that, you, you should not do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, absolutely. I think there's, um, I think especially in, uh, you can say what you want about our country, but currently our country is not trying to, uh, invade and take over other countries. <laughs> I think that would be much harder for an average Christian to have a conscience to be part of a military that was totally. actively trying to take over another country. Um, that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. But I think, I think sometimes people label our country and go, there's so many bad things. How could you have the conscience for this? And it's like, there are a lot of bad things, but when you consider what most of the, uh, branches of our military do, most of them are not doing really egregious things. Um, that comes yeah. from a layman and I'm sure there's a lot and, of egregious things, yeah. and there's, <laughs> but there's um, two sides to every coin yeah. and we can only act within the information that we have and yeah. the information we're given. And, and I then think the opportunity we're given in the moment. Exactly. Like if you, you know, if you join it and then, you know, the, the blindfolds off and you see that X, Y, and Z is happening and you're like, this isn't to my conscience. That's an opportunity to be a light, to be like, I signed up for this. Yes. I technically have to obey you, but technically I don't <laughs> like technically I can choose first and foremost, God to be God. Mm. Um, but you do have to just weigh those decisions just like we do literally every single day. Yeah. yeah we had a really high profile guy who joined my unit that went in with um, the utmost honorable reasons. He wasn't really a believer, not that I can tell. And uh, mm-hmm. he he joined, and it was like pretty big news, and he, he joined and he served, and then we go into Iraq, and he was literally, he, he'd have like these groups of people like sitting around him in Iraq and, mm-hmm. and and they were just like leaning up against the side of a building that's got blown up and everything. And we're just like sitting there with like a little micro cup of coffee sitting there talking about why are we actually here in Iraq? Yeah. And he didn't feel like we had to be there in Iraq. And you know, there's, there's a discussion, right? I mean, that's, that's why you guys were even discussing it yeah, is because right. it wasn't entirely clear. Yeah. Well, we, we got told one thing and then, you and know, then you see another and then you see another. Yeah. And, but I mean, it, it, it doesn't also, mean it's right or wrong, but it means right. clearly there's, there's room for discussion. There's some gray. Right. And it, the same thing was true about Afghanistan because like the whole, and the whole nation, like it was like, well, we just had these planes hit. Yeah. Let's go over there and do something. And yeah. we get over there and like, what are we going to do? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, yeah. all right, well we're, we're here, we, but yeah, but what, this what are solve. we doing? Yeah, Totally. And then, and it wasn't until like a few years later that people were like, well, we need to, we need to win the hearts and minds and establish uh-huh. and help them. And it was like, you know, when we first got over there, it was just like, 
you're sitting there staring out. <laughs> I thought you had a plan. Right. It's like, it's like, you didn't it, have it, a plan? It almost seems like, because when I hear like when, when the hearts and minds, it's, you know, I've seen a lot of documentaries and stuff and they talk about mm-hmm. that stuff. It, it, I mean, I just, I can't help but think about like the crusades in a way mm-hmm. where it's kind of like whatever winning looks like of the hearts and minds, whatever mindset that they want to put in place, you know, whether that's, you know, I, it might not be 100% Christian, whatever, but it's the same kind of aspect of like this idea of what the crusades were is like, we're going to go and make everybody believe this one thing. And I think, I don't know. I just, I, it's, I don't, I don't think it was the same. I don't think it was the same. I don't. I don't think that we went over there with the intent to make people believe one thing. You went over there to because we just had a disaster on our soil. Sure. So hey, these people did it. We should go over there. But then you get there and say, well, what's actually the right move now that we're here? Right. Like we, we're going to the bully. Not saying the entire country, but the individuals of the right. country who essentially were trying to bully. Okay. We're now we're here, but now now what? And yeah. it's And you have to figure out what is what and then you, then you have to then you have to go back even, even a little bit further into the history of afghanistan and yeah. and think about the proxy war that led to the situation yeah, how that did it we was. Even get here yeah how did we even get to the point where those bad guys were allowed to hang out in afghanistan yeah and you see the direct reflection of just flash in the pan politics yeah. because it was it was like okay well Russia's here, so and we actually trained the Mujahideen. The Mujahideen are the same people who basically trained Al Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here we're, we're training the Mujahideen to fight the Russians because the Russians are bad guys, and then Russia leaves, and then what, we just kind of like don't do anything to help them. Well, and and it doesn't help also with our the way our system's naturally set up. That you have a different president every few years because yeah. it, um, you know I was watching this. Um, the summary of this this old war and um, the way they handled it when they were merging two uh, of their armies together is that they would actually have the the leaders of each army alternate daily of like okay you're in charge for the day now you're in charge for the day and it led to complete chaos yeah, with their their armies at all and obviously it's not the same um, it's not the same time frame but every four years and you know in some ways you know the joke is we have three years of a president and then one year of you know all the stuff happening then three years of a president. So you would, I'm, I'm sure it's hard to get true direction, but it's kind of like, you know, the, the situation you found yourself there makes me think akin of like, if someone, you know, if some kid bullied your kid and then you go over to their house all upset, but then you get there and you're like, what am I supposed to do now? Like you, you're upset and you're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm there now, but then, mm. then the, then it's possibly more complicated. First, you're just upset at this kid. And then, like you said about looking at the history of what started it, you're like, Oh, their I, dad's abusive. And now, so he's, bullying my kid i mean it sounds like it just got more complicated the second you got there yes that everyone was like let's get there and you're like yeah then you got there and you're like oh but now what like it was you know we can't just you know literally explode this whole country oh how what actually started this oh, okay how did this actually factor in how do we like ultimately long-term change this instead of just beating up on the kid who beat up on our kid like right. it just it feels like that's you know Right, and we and we try to change the people and their thought process without yeah. without giving them any real reason to to do so to do so. It yeah. it, it was like is it was it was difficult and a yeah. hard pill to swallow. But I don't really agree on the presidential. Uh, you don't think that influences it? I think it influences it, but I don't think I think that the president really doesn't have as much authority as he does because I mean the mm. way that the way it's supposed to work. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> with with the three branches of the government, yeah. I don't. 
I don't think, and a lot of people... They're not the one declaring war. They're not the one... Right, because... Yeah, directly telling the army what to do. Congress has to vote to do it. And it's it's not like... And and that's where your representation comes into play and how often do you actually voice? Because, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's about politics. It's like, well, how do you influence politics? It's like, well, if you're not letting your... Yeah, this is where it meets. Right. It's like you... It's hard to be a complainer when you're not actively trying to, to do something about it and participate. Uh, you you said that you had a lot of that you've thought about this often. What what were some of those thoughts that you that you had? Well, a lot of it has just been like, how do I reconcile like what I what I did and didn't do, mm-hmm. and uh, most of it is just trying to like, well, why 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 go through all this to get to here and then come to, come to the Lord? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. what, what was God doing through all that, mm-hmm. that he's now going to use? And I, and I look at a lot of the things that he, that I got indoctrinated into mm-hmm. um, being in the military and just being a part of the team. And I, I see how I can use it for other things within the body of Christ. Within mm-hmm. the, so, it, I'm always like looking like, well, why, why did I do all that? Because you know, uh, God, God knew when I was going to truly come to a saving faith in Him, but yet I went through all that stuff before that point, yeah. and it's like, why? Well, part of it is me being stubborn, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, God is good; nothing's wasted, right? You know, uh, Many military guys I know, and I think you're a prime example of this, um, you have a very much attitude of, well, I'm just going to figure it out then. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, the greatest skills that people in the military come out of is not hard skills, but soft skills of, yeah. you know, of endurance, of perseverance, critical of thinking. critical thinking, of just, um, you know, I'm, I have to make this work, so I'm going to make it work. Um, so I don't know. God, I mean, we could always ask why, why this and, you know, why sure. this combo or why this long, you know, why did he let me, quote unquote, waste this many years? Uh, but ultimately, we trust that just nothing's wasted and uh, right. the years that the locusts have eaten will be um, restored. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think this is one of the greatest arguments in favor of what, what Tad was saying, basically of loving your neighbor. And that's why we yeah. should get involved. You know, you, we had a conversation when we first kind of met and you were like, like, it was election cycle and you were like, are you voting? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it right now. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. kind of just let me know is like, what you're saying right now is that there's, you can't help anyone if you're not participating in something. And so yeah. it, I think it's a really good, um, example of like why it is important to mm-hmm. participate and use the voice that we have you know mm-hmm. if you're in a country that isn't like obviously you yeah, can't get involved anything, yeah then. but we're in a country that allows us you know our politics allow us to participate and as tad was saying and in his teaching and in that earlier podcast of like this it directly can result in helping your neighbor or if you stand back you know what's I, I don't I don't see that the word or God are, is telling us at all to just don't do anything right let it all happen that's that's not how I see it well, well and, and even if you do believe that you should be more hands off for whatever reason um, Timothy makes it very or Paul to Timothy makes it very clear you should pray for those in leadership you should pray for for those above you in mm. different authority roles and that includes you know the the military that includes mm. the the people who make decisions of where the military goes and how the military functions and for all those who um, 
I'm sure, honestly, our church doesn't need this reminder just because we have so many people who oh, yeah. are who are in military or used to be in military, but every single person in military is a person. Right. Like every single one of them, God cares about, God sees, God's pursuing, and for us to just brush off entire swaths of people like that is not God's heart. Yeah, and I, I, I do. I mean, I've I come from a family who has served and who continues to serve, and I think I the way where I feel with it is like what you were saying earlier is I think there's a difference between, um, I think there's a difference between knowingly doing something not good Mm -hmm. and, and then protecting and going to for others, like for the greater thing of others. I think, I think what I'm trying to say is like, I think it's, if you are involved in just working for the state or working in government, whatever that is for you, you know, whether it's serving in the military, you know, being able to ask yourself, what, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Is this, am I helping my neighbor? Am I participating in protecting, uh, freedoms of, you know, religion and whatnot? Yeah. You know, if that's the case, like and your conscious is clear, like that's good. You know, yeah. that's a very, I think it's a noble thing to do mm-hmm. in certain aspects. But if you ask yourself, let's just say you're involved in something and you, you know, you become a Christian or whatever happens, you realize, well, this department really, I don't really believe this department is doing good. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't really follow through with this particular department. Then it's okay to kind of leave that. I, I disagree about that. Okay. Because I, I feel and this is just me, I feel like if you are in that position and your heart is led by prayerful and, and, and scripture and you're like, well, this is wrong, I think that you have the responsibility to shine a little bit of light on it and, and kind of like... Right. You know, because if I, was, if I was just following what was... And I think that we're very comfortable just being comfortable. We're not comfortable being yeah. uncomfortable mm-hmm. and there's there's an aspect of like well if i'm going to be the guy rocking the boat about what this department is doing like you have to be the light in that situation yeah what i mean more so is like if there's a specific department just dedicated to i guess like if if there was ever i don't know of an example right off the top of my head but if there was ever let's say like a planned parenthood type department okay that, specifically funds and does that stuff. Let's say you weren't a Christian, you got involved, maybe you've spent your whole career there and then you get saved or whatever happens. That's where I'm talking. It's mm. where it's, if, if there's specific structures that just weren't good, mm-hmm. that, that we don't believe in, then that's where it's, I guess that's where I'm trying to say. But absolutely, you know, if, if there's just like our government, like, I think there's people, hasn't there been people who have served, like tri- been politicians in this church? Probably. And there probably, probably. Is, is. Well, and there, I know there's some who currently run for things. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where yeah. you're saying is like, let's be the light in that right. aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like Tad mentioned, politics is oftentimes a dirty, associated with dirty things, partially because it's literally a nature of compromise. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and it's not good or bad. Like scripture is very clear about having a, uh, a conscience that allows or conscience that doesn't allow is not ethically good or bad thing. It doesn't make you a better person or a worse person. Yep. It's just simply, this is where your conscience is. And, um, 
I think one of the best examples we have of, um, you know, of the New Testament of, of Paul describing um, you know, allowing your conscience is the, the sacrifice, uh, the meat sacrificed idols. And I think mm-hmm. that's why it's such a great example is that um, sometimes people just go, oh, well, they have the conscience to eat it or not eat it. Um, but it goes even further than that because they have the conscience to even buy it because those who didn't have the conscience to eat the meat sacrificed the idols, they honestly could make a good case. I mean, it's the same case that a lot of Christians make when talking about um, Target or Disney or other right. things. They're like, well, I can't give my money to someone where supporting this, this mm-hmm. thing. Well, those who had the conscience to eat meat sacrificed to idols, they were essentially supporting the idol temples by giving them money in exchange for the meat that was sacrificed in their temples. And so you can absolutely make a case, someone who wouldn't have a conscience could absolutely make a case that sounds very like you're literally supporting this. But Paul made very clear that both those people living within their conscience is perfectly fine in those contexts. And so um, I think it's very safe to say that um, there's plenty of things that are black and white. So many things are black and white. Yeah. But the conscience gray area is way bigger than sometimes we appreciate. Totally. Yeah, I just I just think that there's a there's a little bit different within the American society, it, just in general, because like I feel like we have a part of a, of that authority that God granted authority Absolutely. just by being Americans. Yeah, because we get to vote, because right. we get a certain I mean, not just we get to vote. There's a lot of countries that get to vote, but essentially the way our system is set up, um, like we again we talked about this on Tad's episode, that you are one small fraction of the entire government Correct. is how our government is laid out. Um supposed to be laid out. Yeah. And so um so it is a very different situation. Right. And honestly it makes it makes decisions harder, but all the more it makes them not black and white. It makes them, it makes that greater, that grayer area even greater. Yes. And well, so it, like any one of us could potentially be president of the United States. Hey, there's, who are we going to vote for? Are we vote for Gabriel freedom. this year? That's, <laughs> I'll write your name in. Um, <laughs> well, thank but, you. But yeah, that's, I don't think we're old enough. No, you're, you have to be 36. Yeah. So you're going to for Gabriel. Years. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. default, I win. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> it's kind of no, like the I, other candidates yeah, this year. Yeah, I definitely think, like, the conversations that we've, we've had, we had were, were valuable in just kind of bridging, like, going into the space of the gray area, yeah. what we're talking about. And it, to me, what stands out is, is, is that word, intentionality. Be mm-hmm. intentional with whatever you do. And, yeah. and your conscience is, you know, we, we ultimately... God is who we answer to. And so... um, When I think, especially, I think sometimes we also, with that gray area of conscience, someone might say, well, I don't have the conscience to join the military and do this and this and this. Okay, that's fair. That's great. We don't want you to go against your conscience. But sometimes we can, when we don't have the conscience for something, we can then act as if it's a free pass to do nothing. And at very bare minimum... Like, even if you don't have the conscience to vote, I mean, if you, if you, for some reason, you're just like, oh, my conscience is just, it's so, it's so weak for this. Okay. Well, God makes it very clear that you should be praying. Yeah. God makes it very clear that you have brothers and sisters, even with their own church who have the conscience to be part of politics, who have the conscience to be part of the military, different stuff like that. How are you supporting them? How are you yeah. loving them? How are you? Cause regardless of your conscience of politics or military or anything else, you have other Christians who have that conscience and you should be lovingly supporting them and encouraging them to be salt and light in those areas, even though you don't have the conscience to be in those areas yourself. Yeah. And, and I say bare minimum praying that, that honestly, that's the, that's the default and the best thing anyone could do. And so yeah. it's not even like you're picking up, well, this is the, the last thing you could do. It's like, Hey, you should be doing this regardless and following your conscience on the other things. It, yeah. And it, honestly, it's, it's fixing your, 
it's fixing kind of how we say fix your desires, but it's fixing our um, our hearts on the right thing. Right. Like like we can you can support your troops in a out of uh, out of an evil heart, but you can support the troops out of a good, a heart. good heart. Yeah, and so it's like no matter what you're doing or where you're at, it's it's kind of being intentional about doing it in the right the right ways or in the right mindset. Yeah. There's so many things like like John always Pastor John always uses the example of like evangelizing, and he's like, I could be very evangelistic about burritos, and it's like, mm-hmm. and he brings that example a lot. But that's it's true. It's like I could be so excited about this specific thing that may be good you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it may be like a good thing but if my heart isn't isn't attached to the the root of it the reason like god and serving the kingdom of god and loving one another and all these things then it's 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 wasted you know and so i i definitely think that's where i'm at is in my life in my worldview i guess you could Mm -hmm. say is is i i do i i think it's I'm not afraid to say that I'm proud to be an American. We're at least uh, sorry, and uh, I'm not That's afraid to say I support our troops. But I say that with with the heart and mindset of I believe that this freedom to is is good to love one another, and we we live in a country that is not, you know. I think there's corruption everywhere, and certainly there's corruption in our politics, but. This is a country where I feel like I can do something about it, and so I'm I'm proud to to be able to participate and do something about that. And I'm proud in the men and women who who serve to keep those freedoms a reality. And and so, but yeah, there's again hindsight's twenty twenty. We only can interact with the information we have, and mm-hmm. there might not always be like I I certainly don't believe our military is is perfect, and I think there's a lot of things that should change and could change. But at the same time, it doesn't mean I'm going to pull back 100% of my support in that. Does that make sense? I don't know. It does. But I'm just, uh, for, for me, though, it's, I, I kind of feel like the, the prayer is, is a necessity because, I mean, mm-hmm. that's like, that's like. Everyone should be, all Christians should do that all the time, regardless of anything. Right. Re- regardless of, you, you need to be like, well, I don't know what to pray about. Well, you can tell God, that, hey, I just don't know what to pray about. Yeah. But I know that this is an issue that's weighing yeah. in on my heart. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that fundamentally is is a thing. But I also think that like not making it a decision is and it's allowing other people's decision to have more weight. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I, these people who... And I've heard this, and and it's like nails on a chalkboard for mm-hmm. me. And they're like, "Well, I don't vote because it doesn't really matter anyway." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you say that, but I mean, a lo- like I don't know about this last election, but I know in previous elections, it's been like there's been more people not voting right. than people who voted for for either because we do live in a two party country. <laughs> um, either either party, which is like you're saying, when you don't um, when you don't take what's offered to you. Um, to participate, then you're giving others a greater weight. Yeah, right. Absolutely, and and I just I just feel like that's kind of like uh, responsibility. Yeah, it's it, it's like you know these these are the same people that are refusing not to vote that are like, hey, so how was how, how was it being twenty years in the army? It's like, well, I, did you vote? <laughs> yeah, 
because that's that's the whole reason why I did it. I because when I was doing it, that's it was completely secular for yeah. this world and this world system. And now I I kind of have a different view on it, but you know it's it's still it's still good. But and I have a view on it like, well, that this world and this world system. But I also feel like more. This is the system God has put us in, right. so we should yeah. do the best that we can with it. Right, yeah. because it's like the system God has allowed for us to be placed in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which, if you were raised, born in a different country, then do the best with the situation you have as well, and honor God in it, and do what you know. Essentially, Jesus would do. You know, we the example we have of Jesus on Earth is being under a essentially a dictatorship and being a conquered country within you know this greater area mm. of Rome. Um, and we got to see his philosophy on it. And we got to see how he interacted with government. We got to see all these different things. Um, but he would act differently under different um, government styles, not because Jesus is different, but because the situation is different. It's no no differently than how he treated both Pharisees and uh, tax collectors and prostitutes with the same love and, and love for them. Yeah. But he also treated them differently because they needed different things to for for him to essentially be showing his love for them, uh, rebuking those who were in high religious authority and giving grace to those who were already beaten down, mm-hmm. um, and you know, but preaching the gospel to both, and um, you know, under under Rome he'd act differently than under the U.S. who'd act differently than if he was in Russia, act differently than if he was you know in Germany, different different uh, you know different governments leading to different. Um, actions because of what is uh, what is needed and how to reflect the heart yeah. of God. And so we ought to say, this is where God's put me. How do I, how do I best love and serve those around me? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, you see Daniel and cause mm-hmm. I was, that was the very first book that John was going through when I first started yeah. going here. So, and it was, it was just kind of like, it was really, it was a really nice snapshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like, how do you act in, within a system that maybe you don't agree with. Yeah, literally captured and brought into. Right. <laughs> he wasn't even yeah. raised in it. Well, and he had a huge influence in it. So and, that's, that's yeah. you know, helpful in, in when we're thinking about this to right. understand. Yeah, and that happens over and over again in Scripture, like Joseph, like where they didn't ask for influence, but God gave it to them, so then they used whatever, whatever was in their hand. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I, I love talking with you, and it's, it's nice to have these conversations because helps us get to know each other better but it also helps explore the gray area in Mm -hmm. certain things and so uh, thank you so much for joining with us today and listening in Um, yeah how many we have one one more one more uh, Christian and politics episodes so uh, stay with us and uh, we hope to see you next time as always God bless